Hello, this is Fight Back, a podcast by the Healthcare Consumer Rights Foundation. I'm Steve Poisner, healthcare consumer advocate, founder, and executive director. Our nonprofit's mission is to help you navigate the complex healthcare system and understand your legal rights, options, and opportunities when you encounter problems and obstacles. We want to empower you with the information you need to fight back and get the best possible care. Our special guests, experts in their field of healthcare and medicine, provide you with an informative, interesting, and life-changing education on a variety of healthcare topics important to you and your loved ones. In our new Fight Back mini-cast series, we take you through the highlights and great educational information from our most popular podcast topics in our very large library. Let's get started. I know you've, you've been you know, fighting for uh, laws and regulations that you know, require insurance companies to cover autism. I mean, what's the, what's the latest now? I mean, is, is, is the problem solved or is there still challenges here? There's been a lot that's been done legislatively. It depends on which state in terms of how much is done. I worked here in California. We have very strong laws uh, that cover just about every kind of health insurance that the state is able to regulate. So private insurance, large group, small group, individual plans, covered California, Medi-Cal, as long as you're under 21. Um, there are others, there are laws in all 50 states now that have meaningful coverage for behavioral health treatment for autism. But some of them have age caps or dollar caps limited at age 10 or limited at $30,000 or not available in the exchange. So it depends on where you live around the country, how strong the coverage is. Um, but 50 states have meaningful legislation requiring behavioral health treatment, and 47 cover it through Medicaid, at least up through age 21. Um, the exchanges are a little more varied, about 33 states covered in the exchange. You, you mentioned independent medical review. So are you saying, let's just take California, there's mm -hmm. still situations where uh, insurance companies deny coverage and you have to turn to an independent medical review for appeal? There are definitely still cases where that happens. Um, there are cases where they will limit um, the amount of treatment. So maybe the doctor recommends 35 or 40 hours a week of treatment and they might approve 20. Um, that's not standard of care, but a lot of insurance companies have their own internal guidelines that don't often or always match what the standard of care is. And so they might limit the number of hours. They might limit the location and say, we don't provide it at a school site. Um, or they might have really um, burdensome uh, pre-authorization requirements where they say in order to get this, well, we don't like your diagnosis. You need to go get genetic testing or you need to get this kind of testing. Um, so you might need to go to an independent medical review for that. Or another big one is they say, you've had enough treatment. We think you're done. You've had it for two years or you're six years old now. We want it to stop. And so families will still have to go to medical review for all those kinds of situations. So it sounds like the parents 
of children with autism still have to be in this advocacy role and, and fight back to get the kind of care that their kids need. Sounds like even though the laws have improved, there's still a lot of, of pushing and advocating that parents need to do. I'm, I'm always surprised, you know, as the former California insurance commissioner, when I come across people that never even heard of independent medical reviews, don't know that they have the rights to appeal. And, and so, yeah, I, you know, families out there have a, a lot more options than they probably know about. But let's just go through the steps here. So let's say, you know, our, some of our listeners out there have have kids with autism. They're looking for, you know, better treatment that they're having some difficulty, you know, getting this covered. So the, the first step uh, is is to appeal to the insurance company. You're saying that's likely going to be, you know, uh, a wasted time there. But still, is that is well, that it's the first, not a waste of time because it's necessary. You right. can't go to external review until you do the internal appeal. Got gotcha. So, so they, they have to go through that step the, the, at the beginning. You're saying that's required by law. But then once that uh, insurance company reviewed appeal is denied, if it is denied. Then uh, are you saying parents should contact one of the regulators? Is that the next step? If you have state-regulated insurance, and it will tell you on your denial letter who you apply appeal to, um, so you should look at your denial letter because it will say if you don't um, agree with this appeal or if you or if you, this decision or if you want to appeal this decision, it will tell you who to go to. Sometimes they're wrong. In, in California, it's about 60% that's regulated by one of the two regulators. So most likely you would go to the Department of Managed Healthcare or the Department of Insurance. And they have very easy uh, online forms. They also have phone call, you know, phone numbers, um, and they will guide you through the process of doing an external review and they will help you determine. Um, so you don't need a lawyer to do it. You just call and then they have the lawyers there that work with you. If you have federally regulated, like a large employer usually, and you want to appeal your denial, then you, through the Affordable Care Act, you can ask for an external review. You still ask your health plan, but an, the thing that's beautiful about an external review is the reviewer may have no connection financially or otherwise with the insurance company. So they are making a complete independent medical decision, and they are also supposed to be an expert in this field. My final question is, you know, where do you start? So if one of our listeners is, is just beginning to do some research here about how to take care of a family member properly, where do you recommend a listener begin the process of empowering themselves with the information they need? Um, I, th I actually think getting on some of the parent boards and the message boards is one of the most effective things people can do. Family members with autism who have been through this before are really good, um, at helping each other. There are also family resource centers around the state, and this is more specific to California where they have, um, access. And then there are, depending on the severity of your child, there are regional centers in the state of California. Um, and um, they, there are 22 regional centers or 21 regional centers, and they also help provide services and they can provide case management for the more severe cases. Um, so those are also places to start. 
I want to thank you for listening to today's Fight Back minicast. You can listen to the full podcast on this topic or check out additional podcasts by going to our website at www.healthcareconsumerrights.org. We also welcome your input and stories that we can use on future podcasts. This is Steve Poisner, and this is Fight Back, a podcast by the Healthcare Consumer Rights Foundation. Thanks for listening. I look forward to our next podcast. Talk with you soon.